we but mirror the world. All the tendencies present in the outer world are to be found within us. If we change ourselves, the tendencies in the world will also change. This paraphrased quote from Mahatma Gandhi is the basis of the program you are about to hear. I'm Dedalian, and this is Shining Stars, a program dedicated to searching out and bringing attention to individuals and organizations that are fostering positive change within our community and within our world. Today on Shining Stars, we're going to be talking about something that is very near and dear to us here at Lansing Community College. It is the Lansing Promise Scholarship. Since 2012, the Lansing Promise Scholarship has made it a goal to ensure that every eligible young person living and schooling within the Lansing School District boundaries has access to education and career training beyond high school. To explain this a little bit better... Joining me here in the studio are two individuals from the Lansing Promise Scholarship, Executive Director Justin Sheehan and Program and Donor Relations Associate Trakita Hicks. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Appreciate you guys coming in to talk with me a little bit about the Lansing Promise Scholarship. This is something that I've heard about quite a bit around Lansing Community College, but I have never really had a chance to get to know myself. I was reading about the origins, of course, of Lansing Promise Scholarship and from my understanding, it sounds like it came from something known as the Promise Zone. Am I correct in understanding that? You, you are correct, and still remains. Okay. The, the goal is to keep it as complicated as possible, and, <laughs> and so that's what we do. Now, the, the quick and dirty is this. Uh, the Lansing Promise Scholarship was started uh, 2012, our very first scholarships given out, which means, in fact, that we just met with the uh, president and vice president of Everett's class of 2012 because they're having their first 10-year reunion. Okay. So our first set of scholars that we've ever funded are now 10 years out. That's awesome. Kicking butt, taking names, and building careers, right? Which actually is the reason that the Lansing Promise was started. So there was some legislation put in place Mm -hmm. uh, in 2009, 2010 that talked about an innovative process and concept of creating 10 zones across the state uh, that all are essentially post-industrial. Right, that all have above average poverty rates and below average graduation rates. That what that I guess the theory behind it being what happens if every young person within a given area, in this case Lansing, right, but also Detroit and Flint and mm-hmm. Saginaw and Benton Harbor and Muskegon, right, what if they're given an opportunity to at least ensure that they could have an associate's degree if they wanted one? Okay. Right. And so with, within that, um, We've, we've always said that the Kalamazoo Promise, for those that have heard it maybe nationally, mm-hmm. um, was, was the model. That's true up to a point uh, in name. Uh, they had a few more zeros in the bank account than, okay. than we did. Uh, in the year that we spent $664,000 in what we call last dollar gap filling scholarships, which we thought was a big deal, uh, they spent $15 million. Oh, wow. It's a, it's a different game. But the reality is this. Our kids are at 92% uh, retention freshman year. That is awesome. Which is mind-blowing and nation-leading definitely and so what we know is how would we say it lansing promise was established to remove financial barriers to post-secondary success right for every kid that wants it Mm -hmm. but the reality is it was it was built for something more right which is to ensure that every young person understands their inherent worth Mm -hmm. and understands there's a community that wants to walk with them and so 2012 uh, a concept called the zone authority is created by statute uh, put into place by the Lansing School District. 
uh, as a tax increment financing district. Okay. Which is a real large word of saying it's a long-term sustainability plan mm -hmm. to ensure that as property values rise, um, a small portion of that is in fact set aside based on the district's decision uh, to invest and reinvest in scholarships. Okay. But as you may be aware, no one gives to some quasi-governmental organization called the Lansing Promise Zone Authority, <laughs> right? It was 11 board members, all appointed, all great, great folks. We have a handful of the original uh, cast still with us. But of course, we needed a nonprofit. And mm -hmm. so in 2012 as well, the nonprofit, that is Lansing Promise Foundation, was established. Okay. Lansing Promise Zone Authority and the Lansing Promise Foundation now operate hand in glove. They are essentially one organization, though technically two boards, which means we have a total of 30 board members. We make joint decisions. We have six board meetings a year in which we all operate together. Uh, and we all operate a very uh, simple mission, that we believe in the inherent worth of every young person in this city, and we're going to invest accordingly. At this time, we invest in what we call place-based last-dollar scholarships for every kid that lives in schools within the Lansing School District boundaries. Awesome. And it's, I mean, it's got to be phenomenal to see it grow from what it was to what it is now. Yeah. But not only that, see those first graduates come out of there and do That's what right. they're doing. That is that is excellent. And to hear the the, the percentages you've got there for the uh, graduation, um, you know, I, I don't know if you can achieve a 100%, but you guys are definitely well on your way. Right? We're not backing down. No, I know you're not. I wouldn't expect you to. I, I, of course, briefly mentioned the goal of the Promise Scholarship at the top of the show, but uh, could you provide a little bit more detail on the overall mission of uh, Lansing Promise Scholarship? Yeah, sure. Um, just as you said before, um, we work to ensure that every eligible student within the Lansing School District boundaries um, has access to education and career training. Um, and... In addition to that, we're partnering with individuals and organizations in the Lansing community to make sure that each young person in our community has a mentor mm -hmm. to help them to and through school, um, career, and in life in general. Okay, so they, they all have some sort of mentor that, that they that they work with? They will be. Um, okay. So we're bringing people to the table, some that are already doing this work, doing the groundwork. We're bringing them to a collective table um, okay. with other individuals and organizations um, to make sure that not just some of the students, but each one, not mm -hmm. just in high school, but, you know, the lower levels kind of already have that mentorship kind of thing going on. Um, but we find that it's like the 18 to 24 year olds mm -hmm. that are kind of being missed out. Okay. Um, so we're bringing some folks to the table to make sure that each of them um, has someone to help guide them through, through life. Well, I can definitely see yeah. where that would be a key factor to helping out that success rate. I can tell you that when I was at that age, I probably would have loved to have had somebody <laughs> and, and, and by any means, you know, I, it's not like That's I wasn't, right. uh, a good student I was, but to have that guidance there, That's that right. would have helped me out quite a bit. And especially when I first got into college and to kind of get an understanding of, I always joke about it because I, I, I am blown away that, you know, at that age, we have to try to decide what we're going to be for the rest of life. Yeah. And I actually went to Michigan state university, uh, got an advertising degree and here I am in broadcasting that, you know, if I'd known back then, it's, close. it's, that, close. it's sort of, yeah, I guess it's got its uh, little points. <laughs> right? 
This show is a little bit different than most in that I like to try to highlight individuals and organizations, of course, creating positive change. But I also like to try to find that connection a lot of the times with the individuals that I'm talking with. And uh, Justin, I want you to give me your personal definition of the of when I say the words positive change. Give me your personal definition and explain to me how you believe the Promise Scholarship fits within that definition. Hmm. So I think positive change, I think the first question we have to ask is, um, do we understand what status quo is, mm-hmm. right? And what does status quo do for our kids or to our kids? Uh, in other words, are we satisfied with the poverty rates in the city? Okay. Are we satisfied with the contact of juvenile justice system? Are we satisfied with graduation rates? Are we satisfied with kids feeling as though they have not only identity, but a sense of belonging in the classroom, on campus, and in the workplace? And then do we ultimately see families feeling connected, valued, and beloved? Okay. Right. These are kind of the pieces, sort of the definitions or characteristics that as we start thinking about sort of positive change, community change, and community generally, mm-hmm. uh, that we're really focusing on. Right. So, so as we look toward identity, we want to make sure that every young person in this city understands their inherent worth. Okay. Right. That the identity of I am either uh, college going or I am career going or I am skilled trades going or I'm going to become an entrepreneur and own my own business. Right. We want our young people to understand that there are opportunities available for them, that there is a community that really does want to walk with them. And tricky to this point, as we build this out. Right. What, what's the rule of thumb? If it ain't messy, you ain't doing it right. <laughs> right. Especially when there's people involved. It's not going to be easy sure. to ensure that every young person has a mentor in this city. But there are hundreds of organizations working toward that end. Mm-hmm. Good. And we're going to work with all of them. Mm-hmm. Right. But but what happens when a young person begins to identify themselves, even as early as kindergarten, as a future promise scholar. Mm-hmm. Right. When they really have no idea what a scholarship means. Right. But the conversation begins to be had. The expectation begins to be set for success after high school. Okay. Right? So our young people, actually, uh, every student in the Lansing School District through seventh grade has uh, something called a Lansing Save Account. Mm-hmm. Lansing Save Account is a children's savings account. There's a handful of them across the country. There's more than 7,000 children's savings accounts in the district right now today, all set aside as funding that can be stacked on the Promise Scholarship for post-secondary activity, which means educational activity. Now, whether you have 10 bucks or 500 bucks in that account isn't the point. Mm -hmm. The point is that from kindergarten through 12th grade, our babies are already thinking about what success looks like after high school and that I have funding or financing waiting for me. Mm -hmm. Right Now, what happens if young people begin to understand that? What happens if their parents begin to understand it? Because let me just speak as a father of three in the district. I'm not going to set my kids up for something I don't think they can either attain or that I can afford to give them, right? But here's the good news about all of this. If every young person has a children's savings account in their name that they can already use for educational expenses after high school, and if they live and attend within the district, Mm -hmm. then not only do they have an identity of becoming a future Promise Scholar, but that can be up to $10,000 in post-secondary assistance outside of or on top of state and federal aid. So the reality is our kids in Lansing right now today can have the identity of I am college going, I am career building after high school, and I can do it with zero debt outside our room and board 
mm-hmm. at LCC starting this fall. Yeah. It's a wild concept, right? But but saturation points are important when we talk about identity because we also need a sense of belonging. Our young people need to understand not only their inherent worth, but that they belong in the classroom, working mm-hmm. hard, that they belong on campus. And so we want kids to see themselves on campus and we want kids to see people that look like them on campus, right? Sure. Rep- representation matters, yeah. Yeah. right? And so we want kids to not only see, but also to then experience and take ownership of their own futures, mm-hmm. right? And so that's belonging. And then finally, within all this positive change, we, we have to make sure that there's opportunity available. And that opportunity is, is, of course, through LCC, it's through MSU, it's through Olivet, it's through Davenport University, at least through the Promise as of this fall. It's also through, also through skilled trades programs. So whether that's at LCC, West Campus being a phenomenal jewel within this mm-hmm. city of mm-hmm. skilled trades, but we've also got the unions and we've got various skilled trades programs, professional trades, where we've got kids coming out making more than I do <sighs> with zero debt. That, that's called family raising money. Right. Right? Yeah. So those, so some pieces toward, we, we can fight poverty all we want, but the reality is we need to short circuit the entire system. And to short circuit poverty, we have to fight towards something, right? Which is mm-hmm. identity, belonging, and opportunity for every kid in Lansing. Very good. And I, I love that you're talking about it from the perspective of, uh, you know, k- kindergarten on, on through. Um, it, it almost instills that belief yeah. And knowing ahead of time, because I can tell you again from my own personal experience, a, a different generation, uh, I didn't come from a family that was able to support my educational right. uh, journey. I had to pretty much do it on my own. And I did not come out of college without debt because right. I had plenty of debt. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I, I know if I had gotten to the other side and looking at no debt to face, yeah. my, my, my perspective would have been a lot different. And I, I might have actually tried a little harder to become an advertiser, actually. That's right. Uh, That's but right. my my whole focus was, hey, I got to keep it, keep keep things moving. I got to keep paying the bills. So well, and I didn't have any scholarships coming out. Right. Right. So yeah. I mean, we're we're not building something that we we're. I mean, I guess we're building something that we didn't have because Lord knows we needed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So that's scholarships. That's mentoring. Right. That's a community that cares. Right. Those are those are important pieces when it right. comes to positive change and, and really affecting a community that we want to live in. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, you know, and what I've been talking about where I ended up going to MSU is, and getting a, a degree in advertising and then turning around and realizing this isn't really what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the reason that I ended up back at Lansing Community College. Now, Trakita, you have uh, attended Lansing Community College, but I always like to hear the stories. You know, that's kind of my personal story, but I like to hear other people's stories uh, and experiences with Lansing Community College. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I graduated high school in 2005 from uh, Lansing Everett um, and came to LCC to um, join the theater program. That was always kind of like my passion, being mm-hmm. on the stage, becoming someone else. Um, and so, you know, with the help of Andy Callis, um, got in here fairly quickly um, and was going through the program. And then life just kind of took me in a different direction. Um, I won't get too personal, but I ended up leaving LCC before finishing um, and moved around a little bit and then came back Um so now's the, the time where I'm getting ready to go back. Oh, looking um, to do it again. Looking to do uh-uh. it again. So um, fall of this year, fall 2022, um, I'll be 
getting back on the horse and finishing up a degree. Probably not in theater. No. Um, though I still love it. Yeah. Um, it's not really a strong passion anymore. What I found is that people are my passion. Um, and so it will probably be something along the lines of human services. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of goes along with the work that I'm doing now with The Promise. Well, making, excellent. Making sure that kids have what they need. Well, that is cool. It's great that you were still able to find your passion, first of all, and then secondly, to be able to return and uh, do it again. And yeah. see you. So welcome back Thank ahead you. of time. Thank you. <laughs> now, you were talking about how, you know, a lot of these recipients are uh, from kindergarten. Uh, do, do, do individuals come in to play later on at all? You know, as, as like, you know, let's say they weren't guided from kindergarten and, and they're in high school. Um, how do potential recipients who want to apply for the Lansing Promise Scholarship, where, do, where exactly do they start? Yeah. So, so eligibility is real simple. Okay. Uh, it's live, attend, and graduate from ninth through 12th grade. So as long as a student is within the Lansing School District boundaries, like lives within from ninth grade through 12th grade and goes to a school, whether that's public, private, home, charter, or GED mm-hmm. from ninth through 12th grade, uh, and they graduate from a school within the Lansing School District boundaries from ninth through 12th grade, uh, well, I guess they just graduate in 12th grade, don't they? <laughs> uh, then, then they're eligible. And then they have one of the, the following post-secondary institutions of LCC, MSU, Olivet, Davenport, and then skilled trades programs as they come online okay. one by one. Uh, the application process is pretty simple. They go to lansingpromise.org. They go to the apply button. And if they have a bad internet connection, it's five minutes. Okay. But it's just done senior year. Uh, the reality is we have college advisors, we have counselors, we have pathfinders, and then we have all of our post-secondary partners. Shout out to folks at LCC in particular mm. who really get in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, these uh, students, I call them kids often because, you know, I'm getting up there. But these great students, uh, senior year, are bombarded by FAFSA, mm. which is the free application for federal student aid. They are bombarded by applications. They are bombarded by the promise as they should be mm-hmm. because the reality is these are tools for success after high school, okay. right? And the more opportunities our kids take advantage of, right, with the more resources provided to them, the more successful they are every time. Very cool. I'm glad you threw the props out there for Lansing Community College. Uh, I am actually very proud of the fact that this is probably one of the most proactive educational institutions that I've ever been involved with where they're very much about trying to help and make sure mm-hmm. students succeed every mm-hmm. time as, as much as they can. And I just love, you know, that the, 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 the instructors, the yeah. leadership, everybody is just so involved in trying to make sure that everybody's, that they succeed. And even if we weren't sitting in the radio studio <laughs> at LCC, we would still say it. Right. And, that, and that's important. That's important because LCCs aren't. It. it is. And and you are right. Even if we were just hanging out, uh, right. you know, having a drink or something, we'd probably say the same thing. That's right. Uh, to make any endeavor, of course, like a Lansing Promise Scholarship a reality, it takes sponsors to make it happen. So take a moment to tell me a little bit about uh, a few of your current sponsors and what steps do potential sponsors uh, take to get involved? Uh, so, I mean, really, when we talk about sponsors, we do have events and things, but we've really seen them step into almost a partnership role mm-hmm. uh, over the last few years. So since uh, 2012, we've been raising funds, Okay, right? The vast majority of our funds have been privately raised, to your point, through corporate, private, and philanthropic donors. Uh, 
the simplest way to give is go to lansingpromise.org okay. and hit donate and give, whether you give uh, monthly, annually, single gift, shared stock, uh, put us in your estate plan, whatever it is. So there's the simple plug. But the reality is I think we do need to shout out and recognize those who've been walking with us from the very beginning, mm-hmm. right? Organizations like AF Group, organizations like Dean Transportation and Delta Dental and Emergent Biosolutions, organizations like MSUFCU, mm-hmm. Jackson, uh, PNC. These organizations have not only invested significantly over the years, but have invested consistently, mm-hmm. right? And, that, and that's a big deal. That's a big deal. As we all may know, we went through a pandemic over the last couple of years. Really? That happened? Yeah. It, <laughs> it turns out the world paused. We used to have this thing called the promised dinner, which good news is it's back again. Right. Yep. It's a pretty unique event. We'll just say that. And that happens annually in June. Is that correct? It, well, this is the first time in June. Oh, okay. So, okay. so we will actually we'll get to some details on that in a minute. And you will see every one of the names I just mentioned plus probably 50 or 60 more businesses. Okay. And why would we see 50 or 60 more? Because the reality is everyone has a vested interest in the future of our young people. And The Promise is a powerful avenue and venue to invest in that. So an investment in The Promise is more than just a scholarship. It's an investment in what we call readiness activities. Mm-hmm. It's investment in career engagement. It's investment in professional development. And it's investment in that identity, belonging, and opportunity. And so I think as we see these folks, for example, the Pentecost Foundation, Okay. if folks aren't familiar, just a great organization from around here, or the R.E. Olds Foundation, right? R.E. Olds, Rio, mm-hmm. right? So very Lansing-based. Both of them see the importance of education as a game changer, right? Uh, every one of the organizations we've already mentioned sees education as a game changer, Right. And so what happens when there's an entire community that not only sees education as a game changer, but also in Chiquita's point about mentoring begins to become a professional mentor for our young Mm -hmm. people. Right. The reality is that when I'm about to do an interview for some job somewhere the night before, I'm freaking out. Right. And I got to be able to call somebody and say, hey, I'm freaking out. I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. And what, what can anybody who's been through this before say? I understand. I still do that to this day. That's exactly right. And it's going to be okay. And you're going to walk in and you might feel like you're faking it. Welcome to adulthood. Right. Right. Right? You just go in and give them your best shot. Okay. All right. All right. I feel like this job that I'm in, uh, I feel like I'm just faking it. I don't really know what I'm doing. And to which we say, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Keep going. That's how we start. but, But if that's not normalized in our young people's lives, then you start feeling that and you feel like you're on your own. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so we want to begin to normalize sort of all of these pieces of professionalism and of education and of career development, because our kids are doing one of three things when they graduate. They're going into education, employment or entrepreneurship or a combination of those three things. Certainly. And so we want to make sure there are resources for every single one of those opportunities as our kids are ready for. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about the dinner? We can. Chiquita, you want to talk about it for a minute? Yeah, sure. Um, so in the past, um, as many know, the dinner has been um, not so much focused, but it's been more driven toward having the donors okay. um, in attendance. And we mm-hmm. would invite some um, scholars and some teachers, some current students and things like that. But right. this year, we are gearing more toward getting the community um, in attendance. Oh, very good. Um, 
often we have performers at the dinner. Mm -hmm. Um, So this year, parents of the performers will be able to attend um, as well as their siblings. Um, We're going to be inviting many more teachers in the district um, to come and attend and be um, recognizing them for their consistency and their dedication throughout the this whole pandemic and throughout you know this year especially Mm -hmm. um so it's going to be really good much more community um community driven this year very cool and again if you want to find out the information on that lansingpromise.org is the place to go uh justin trapita i want to thank you both for coming in and talking with me about the lansing promise scholarship thank you uh, like I said, the show's a little bit different in that I like to focus a little bit on positivity. So are you guys ready for the fun? This is going to be a little bit different because you, you guys are the first time that I've had two people in the studio. So this is going to be interesting to hear what your answer is for my final question. Uh, this is I'm, what I'm I ask. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> what I ask every one of my uh, guests. If you had the ability to snap your fingers and put one thought in the collective consciousness of the entire human race at the same time, what would that hmm. thought be? Who wants to start that one off? <laughs> I won't say that's a hard question, but it's hard to just give one thing. Okay. If I had to pick one thing. Just one thing. I would focus it more toward our young people. Okay. Um, I, mean, I mean, as well as the the old heads too, but, um, <laughs> so I'm out, I'm out of your stack. <laughs> um, it's that you're, you're worthy. Hmm. You're worthy of the desires that you have and the dreams that you have. Um, and that it's not too late to go and pursue it at any time. So I like the answer. I am going to admit that. And I am going to say that old people need to hear that too. We do. Everybody <laughs> yeah, does. Everybody we, yeah, needs to hear that absolutely. all the time. And I'm speaking kind of to myself too. I mean, reminding you know, yourself reminding, that yes, yeah. I am worthy. I'm yeah. worth it. All right, Justin. That's good. What do you got? So I, th- I think it, it's very parallel. There's a statement that we make to our kids every time we see them. And uh, we usually have them yell it back, a little call and response. Cause mm-hmm. you know, the goal is to get them rowdy. Right. And we say what you do matters mm-hmm. and who you are matters mm-hmm. and who you become matters. OK. Right. Which we, we have found is, is important. Right. About identity and belonging. Right. But there's always an important piece of it, too, that I think. So if that was in everyone's head, that's good. Mm-hmm. But there's a I think there's probably a second question I'd have to insert into their heads. So I know I'm changing the question, but the question is to who? Mm. Right, because every time we ask the question, it always gets quiet after we ask that question. So you you matter to, but to who? To who? Hmm. Right, and so the, the answer from our kids is often something to the effect of, my mom, my dad, my grandma, my brother, my sister, my cousins, my teachers, you. Right, they always because they eventually sure. realize that you're asking them a question, you actually care about them. But that concept of recognizing that you're not only valuable to yourself, which is important, but you are valuable to a community, mm-hmm. right? It, it changes the way that we look at each other. It changes the way that we interact. It changes the way that we handle ourselves and hold ourselves. And there's a lot of studies actually now talking about the impacts, even the small impacts of an adult smiling at a child, mm-hmm. oh. right? That, that maybe if a child's never met him yeah. or, or has. That a smile, let alone a handshake, let alone a high five, let alone fist bump, right? It's that acknowledgement of an adult 
spending time recognizing a child, right? I think there's, there's a lot to be said for that. Excellent. Well, both wonderful answers. And actually, you are not the first person to answer and then also put a question in the mind. <laughs> Thanks for coming in, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Remember, we can all contribute something good to this world, no matter how big or small. A simple smile, a friendly gesture. That's all it takes to expand the power of positivity one inch further. I encourage you to find your shining star within by being the change you want to see. Thanks so much for listening to Shining Stars and, of course, sharing your time with me today. I'm Dedalian, and you can listen to this episode of Shining Stars On Demand, along with other LCC Connect programs at lccconnect.org. 